Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pendulum Show. My name is Yodin and I got my co-host as usual with me, Bamba and Teva. And we're going to be talking about the recent events that has transpired in Malaysian politics over the past week or so. So, mainly, key, mainly two key events. The first one being the Sabah state elections that happened over the weekend on Saturday, 26th of September. And... Just a couple of days before the election, Anwar ha- held a press conference stating that he had, claiming that he had a supermajority to form the, a new government and overthrow the current government, Perikatan National. So we're going to dive into these topics a l- little bit more in detail and like, just see what our thoughts are about. You know, we have a, we might have something to say about this. I'll just give our insights on what possibly transpired. So, for those of you who don't know, the elections that happened in Sabah which expected Shafi Abdal and his party Warisan and the coalition to keep the state as the opposition but that did not happen. Correct me if I'm, they didn't lose, uh, they didn't lose by much, right Bamba? I mean, the, in terms of seats, I think they lost by about, by about nine seats out of... Nine seats. Three... Yes. Yeah, you were like, right, right. So yeah, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a, a super great victory. La, you know, it wasn't like a landslide victory by any chance or any margins. But still significant nonetheless. So let's get into that. Bamba, why don't you give us a quick background on it? All right, all right. So uh, up until this year, Shafi Abdal is the, was the chief minister of Sabah. And he was governing Sabah in charge of his own party, which is Warisan the biggest party in the Sabah Assembly now, uh, with the support of Kaadilan DAP and another local party which is called uh, APCO. Right? Mm. So, uh, obviously, like Pakatan Harapan lost the federal government and uh, so he's been governing it as an opposition state lah, basically since Sheraton moved in, in February or March. Then, on July 29, the former chief minister who is from AMNO, Musa Aman, he managed to get enough of the state assemblyman, the Adun in Sabah, to switch sides and support him uh, as the chief minister to mm-hmm. replace Shafi. Mm-hmm. So I think he had like one more Adun than, than Shafi and mm-hmm. uh, he, he demanded an audience with the governor to appoint him as chief minister. But uh, what uh, Shafi did instead is, the next day on July 30th, he went to the governor and told the governor to call for snap elections in Sabah and the governor agreed. So the assembly was dissolved and we went into election period and obviously that took what more than 60 days, right? Yeah. From July 30th to, to September 26th. So there are, two, there are like three different coalitions in Malaysian politics now, right? Mm. So one is, so in Sabah also this, this played out where you have uh, Barisan National mm. which mainly comprise AMNO, MCA uh, and uh, some other parties in Sabah and then you have Ikatan, which is Bersatu, mm-hmm. uh, the party of the Prime Minister Muhyiddin, and then you have uh, Pakatan Harapan, or they call it that uh, Warisan Plus, which is basically all the parties which were in government in Sabah, Warisan, DAP, uh, Kadilan, and Akko. Mm. Yeah. So each of these three appointed their own uh, candidate for chief minister in this election. Mm. So on the BN side, you have uh, Bung Mokta. Mm-hmm. The, if you haven't heard of Bung Mokta, you should have heard of Bung Mokta by now. Very hard to mix The guy who proclaimed Hail Hitler when Germany won the World Cup. What's guys, by the way? Yeah. 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 Uh, and then on the Bersatu side, on the Perikatan side, you have uh, their candidate was. Hajiji Muhammad No, not really heard of him before. Apparently, he switched from Amno after the last election and joined Pasatu. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, Warisan nominated Shafi again. Uh, the Musa Aman, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, did you say something? No, no, no. Go on. All right. Yeah. So obviously, the guy who organized the whole thing was Musa Aman. Uh, totally played out. First of all, not a candidate for a chief minister for any of them. Second of all, not even fielded as a candidate in the election by any of the parties. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so press F for him lah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so I think that I don't know what what the mood was like. I think that most people thought Warisan would win, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, people, you, the the feeling was like, especially I think in Malaysia, in in the peninsula side, that people are so tired of of these politicians switching sides on a on on the drop of a dime, right? Yeah. And this whole fiasco is engineered by by these frogs, yeah. the Kataks, and mm-hmm. they thought that the the population is going to respond to that. Yeah. Uh yeah, but as it turns out on Saturday, uh, Warisan did not win a majority, and in fact, like you said, they lost by they lost by nine seats actually. So mm. now, yeah, so the Warisan won thirty two, and the other side together with all the so BN and PN work BN and Perikatan working together, they have about forty one seats. Yeah. yeah, and they lost the election, but. Even after the Saturday election, like there was a span of, uh, two or three days where mm. Amno and and Bersatu couldn't agree on who would be chief minister. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, finally, Amno gave way, and then this morning, only this morning, the chief minister from Bersatu was sworn in, Hajiji Muhammad No. Yes. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, right. Um. Okay. So maybe. Let's discuss one factor here. La. I actually don't know the final number of the voter turnout that day. All right. Right? Because um, for those of you who are obviously be following the news, is that there's been a recent surge of COVID-19 cases in Sabah coming in and going out as well. Yeah. Right? So that has seriously impacted voter turnout for the Sabah state election. So it was really just bad. It was really bad timing, lah, you know. How much do you think that played into Perikatan's favor? It probably played quite a bit into their favor because the like you said, the turnout is down quite a lot, right? I think mm. down like ten or 10 percent or so overall. Uh mm. the a lot of the Sabahans who live and work in peninsular Malaysia uh, mm. obviously couldn't fly back. In time, yeah, for the elections, couldn't afford it. Yeah, yeah. And in certain communities, so I was reading today that among the Chinese community, which is usually very pro opposition, right? Like mm. ninety to ninety five percent vote for opposition, mm-hmm. and turnout amongst Chinese in Sabah was down sixteen percent. So far more than all the mm. other communities. So the the turnout not only being down affected the result. But also that it, it the turnout fell more in certain groups than in others. Mm. Probably contributed a lot to a loss which was actually very slim. Because if you look yeah, at yeah. the number of votes, Warisan actually beat the other side. Beat um They have they are the most. They had the most amount of votes. Yeah. For a single party, la, right? Yeah. By by a slim margin actually, like if you put together Warisan's votes by sixty thousand Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the but, other, yeah yeah go on. No, I mean the other side, uh, Ikatan plus Barisan National, they call themselves uh, Gabungan Rakyat Sabah, oh, right? Together, yeah, yeah. and I believe that Warisan plus they have uh, maybe a fraction of a percent, but they have more votes than that coalition. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Right, right. So in for example, in that you gave in regards to the Chinese voters, right? Yeah. Do would you know that uh, whether the Chinese voters in these seats, uh, did it fall towards Perikatan? Or uh, did they still just remain opposition despite the little, I mean, the lower voter turnout? I think that, first of all, there are certain areas which are like majority or very high proportion of... Yeah, North of course. Mm. Proud, and those seats tend to always go to opposition, right? Like, uh, especially in cities, right? Just, just the same like here, KL, yeah. all the seats in KL go to opposition. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. there in the urban areas. But mm. uh, probably the, the there are so many candidates running in these elections that the thing that is so different from here, right? Like in some seats, you have eight, nine candidates running for the same seat. Yeah. And all of them have some support. And the margin of victory is like literally dozens of votes in some cases. And mm. so you just need a little bit to get over the line, right? And mm. I, I'm sure that there like a lot of analysis needs to be done, but it, 
you could you could definitely have made made a difference in in some key seats. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so now that we know, okay, so Sabah has fallen to uh, Perikatan. What is the likelihood of a snap general election happening? What do you think? I I don't know. <laughs> I I mean, it's I, possible. Yeah, it's possible, but it it really. Because it's ultimately up to Muhyiddin, right? Yeah, man, and I think it's I think because of that, because it's probably up to Muhyiddin, right? It would be most probable, no? Right now, he would, he would have. I mean, with the win of Perikatan, I mean, he would have garnered so much more support. This would be the perfect time for him to like run a snap election and then you know actually gain proper uh, voter confidence. Um, uh, but obviously, we have. We have problems, lah. If you want to run general elections right now, right? It's almost yeah. end of the year. The there's a pandemic. There's a there's pandemic. There's a pandemic. Apparently, I was reading. If you can, we cannot run um general elections in towards the end of the year in Sabah and Sarawak because that's when the floods start happening. Mm. Uh, so that's yeah, a lot of things. So they, 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 I I was reading like analysis of people saying that earliest they can even run a general election is January twenty twenty one. I I can imagine like even the monsoon season in east in the east coast also. Yeah. 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 Hmm. But it's definitely like a big win for Muhyiddin. Yes. Because the so Muhyiddin Bersatu right is a splinter party from Amno. Yeah. Everybody assumed that Bersatu doesn't have the grassroots because they are a party that barely five years old. Mm. Uh, just only setting up branches. At the last election in Sabah. In 2018, mm. Bersatu did not even run in Sabah. Bersatu oh. in Sabah exists because the politicians from Amno all switch sides to, to Bersatu. And the fact that Bersatu they came very close to Amno in terms of the number of seats they won, like eleven oh. to fourteen plus the coalition itself for Ikatan, yeah. which is more supportive of Muhyiddin, they won more seats than than the end. Mm. Yeah. So. It's a it's a big uh, confidence boost to that side of the to to that coalition lah because there is this mm. whole tussle going on right between Amno and Bersatu, uh, even mm. though they are in government together yeah. and yeah so this kind of stacks the chips in his favor a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Yeah, and he gets to call the shot at this point lah, right? Even with the chief minister. Yeah. Yeah. More more, uh, more credibility lah. Yeah. I mean, being a chief minister in Sabah, you have a lot of power lah. Have a lot of power, man! My God, it's insane the amount of powers he, <laughs> he can have. I mean, that he does have. Yeah, which is a good uh time to get into the whole tussle over uh the chief minister's post that happened in what the last seventy two hours. Yeah, <laughs> it was a real roller coaster. Like, like at various points, right? There was even the chance that Shafi would still become chief minister. Really? Uh? Mm, mm. Yeah. So, so basically, before the election. Uh, Amno and Bersatu had not agreed on a single candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both had their own candidates. Yeah, and the Amno's uh, and the the opinion the opinion of the leadership was basically let them fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so after the so after the election, like uh, they they didn't agree on the first day. They didn't yeah. agree on the day, and in the meantime, so. Uh, Sabah is famous for the defectors, right? The Kataks. Yes. And uh, you will see these articles about how Shafi uh, is holed up at his residence, and all sorts of politicians are showing up at his house, signing uh, letters of support and things like that. And uh, and basically, they were afraid that he was trying to lure some of the smaller parties away yeah. uh, from them. Mm-hmm. Even yesterday in the morning, uh, Amno, the Amno president, right, Zahid. Yeah. He said that Amno cannot give way to Bersatu because they have given way for the prime minister's post. Yeah. They 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 cannot keep giving up so much. That's in the morning at ten o'clock. Mm. I think at three o'clock, the Amno leader Sabah said that they have given way. <laughs> yeah. It's it's unbelievable, uh. What is, what about this, sir? Uh? I was thinking whether because okay, so Warisan. Still racked up a lot of seats 
from just one party, right? Yeah. Perikatan obviously won because of it um, combined component parties gave yeah. it an extra edge. Yes. Being that uh, it was wasn't so much that there were a lot of there was more support for a perikatan um, dominated government or perikatan rule government, but just the weakness of the component parties in Warisan Plus. I know DAP retained all their seats, mm. but um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, and UCOP, for example, like, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, from, from what I've read, like, in Sabah, having the grassroots and, like, the machinery, because so much of Sabah is still very rural, right? And yes. Uh, this, like, peninsula opposition parties, Kaadilan and DAP, they are mostly set up in the they are urban. they are strong in the urban areas, but not so much in the in the rural parts yeah. of mm. even in Peninsular Malaysia. So the more the less urban states is where the opposition generally yeah, does poorly. Yeah. You know, like Kelantan, Pahang. Yeah. Yes, yes. Same thing is is, is going on there. Plus, mm. like politics there is so different from politics on this side of the South China Sea, right? Yeah. Like here, the the Malay support. Even at the last election, opposition, the Pakatan only managed to get like, I think maybe a, a quarter of the Malay votes. Yeah. Whereas mm. in Sabah this time, Warisan actually picked up more Malay votes. I think they had something like 50% Malay support. Oh, wow. mm. And the other side won because they picked up votes from non-Malay Bumiputra. This is totally opposite. It seems totally opposite to what goes on here, right? Yes. Yeah. Like what? Like, okay, actually, yeah. Do you have a reason for that? Uh? Like that doesn't make sense to me at all. So, so what I read is that the uh, there's the Kadazan Dusun Murut, uh, who are the the Kadazan Dusun are generally the non-Muslim Bumiputra yes. in in Sabah, mm. and uh, the Shafi Abdal comes from the, I think that he is Bajau, uh. Mm. So there's a split between like the interior of Sabah and the coastal uh, communities in Sabah, or mm. can even be east west. And so what these the these uh, Karazan Dusun people worry about a lot is this illegal immigrant problem, which is uh, which is quite serious in Sabah. Mm. Like uh, the whole composition of the population in Sabah changed over the past few decades mm. because a lot of because a lot of uh, illegal immigrants were granted citizenship in Sabah. Yeah. This whole thing called Project IC. And there's a stigma against Shafi mm. because it comes from a community which is from a community which has same, similar roots to these immigrants who come from the Philippines. Yeah. Mm. And uh, some people even call him a, an illegal immigrant himself. Uh, and uh, even earlier this year, there was he, he, launched, he was trying to launch some scheme to grant temporary passes to the refugees in Sabah and uh, that was very uh, unpopular in Sabah so that was also one of the issues I think that were at play in the election. I mean uh, also I want to add that you know uh, because um, Warisan is not part of the uh, what do you call it the ruling government right mm. um, you have the ruling government um, giving money to the parties in um, Sabah for them to, to, to put their bills for their campaigning, especially in rural areas, right? Imagine, uh, you can you have so much more um, monetary support for them to run campaigns, especially, again, especially in rural areas where they don't understand much. Bro, sure win, lah, bro, come on. And then with Prihatin some more on top of that, mm-hmm. right before... Muhyiddin was going around campaigning all over, all over Sabah right before the elections. Yeah, Muhyiddin basically ran as the face of the campaign. Ah, ran the face of the campaign. I mean, but I would argue that was... I mean, I guess it's a little bit different because compared to the last general elections where that, that similar situation would have probably would have been the same where the ruling government being... Uh, Barisan National would have been able to allocate more funds, but I think that was since it was a, the general elections, it's split between multiple states rather than now it's just one single state election. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. 
And actually, yeah, yeah, I think you that that's a really good point. So, so then when it comes to this, right? How do we? It these events and these reasons, right? It didn't seem like these are new occurrences, right? Like how how did we get it wrong then? I I think that we are stuck in our. There's a different mindset, lah. We have a peninsula mindset. Yeah, the things Absolutely. that we are worried about, the things that we feel upset about, yeah. are mm. not the same issues that matter to the people yeah. over there. And there's just this huge gap in understanding, yeah. and that creates a gap in expectations uh, between people in East Malaysia and and West Malaysia. Like here, we are we are talking about you know. Handing out posts, uh, to like political cronyism, corruption, independence of the courts, yeah. But not then, saying this that it doesn't. It was it's not present there as well. But like no, know. I mean I'm sure that these issues are also important to them. But yeah. they have other like uh, more day to day problems yeah. that they have to think about. Mm. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe I I don't know how like the campaign went there, but maybe these were not being addressed yeah. uh, as much. So like Warisan ran on a campaign, uh, where a, a big part of it was condemning these people who had defected the mm. Katak politics, right? Yeah, yeah. What did the people of Sabah do? So I think seventeen, uh, seventeen assemblymen had jump parties between the previous election and this one. Nineteen, sorry. And out of that, uh, most of them won their seats really? again. Oh. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not as important to to maybe it's not as important to the the population there. It's more this one too busy politicking. And also another thing is, we here care a lot about party politics, right? Like yeah. we vote because of the party. Yeah. Mm. But over there, more more so is the individuals, the personality, the connections they have, the even the the family ties that they have with the candidates. Mm. These things all play a much uh, bigger role in. In Sabah, in Sarawak, then they do yeah. in uh, mm-hmm. Peninsula Malaysia. Mm-hmm. There is a stark difference of culture. Yeah. Uh, we can't. We, we, they don't hold the same values, or not. You know? mm. But okay, so what if? Do you think it also could have been just that they wanted Sabah to be in the same party or under the ruling government? They didn't want to be in in the opposition party. So whereas if, for example, this what if this was temporary, right? So for now, given that the ruling government is Perikatan National, they wanted it to be a Perikatan National state. Mm. But when it comes to the general elections, they would switch to an opposition towards Warisan. They'll switch back to Warisan Plus, maybe. Maybe I, I really I, I don't know, but I was re- I was reading um the um Percy came up with a statement saying that. They should. Um, apparently, there is a clause that they can um, erect, which would not allow them to jump parties like that. Uh, I don't know whether it's true or not, lah. But that would be that would prevent things like this, lah. Yeah, but it would be insane, right? If that ha- that were to happen, like, why would they even accept them back into the party at that point? I mean, there there's this anti party hopping law has been tried several times. Yeah, mm. but. The courts have ruled that it is against our federal constitution. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's why even I think Penang has an anti-hopping law. Uh, Kelantan also I think was one of the first to have it, and it was struck down there. So wow. this is not effective unless it's changed at the federal level. Yeah, and also like the principle of our politics is actually not about parties, about you vote for individuals. Mm. Mm. So it's, it is hard to have an anti. Party hopping law. So, like, what happens in the UK? I'm I'm not so sure about this, but I think what happens in the UK, if you some sometimes MPs in the UK also switch parties, but what mm. they do is they resign so that they can be in election in that seat again, so the people can decide again, oh. and they run mm. and they run in that seat again. Yeah. But here you can't do that because if you resign in the seat as an MP, you are disqualified from running again for I think another six months or some some certain period of time. Oh. So that mm. option is closed off to us. So maybe something like that could change. Yeah. Or maybe they could amend the constitution so that if you switch parties, it triggers a by-election. I don't know. Some some kind of like practical solution that doesn't like stop people from uh, holding their own like political affiliations yeah. according to their choice, but also have to be 
have to answer to the people for your for for changing face, maybe. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So just just to close this off, like I guess, yeah. what does this result change? Uh, what does this result essentially lead towards the landscape of Malaysian politics as a whole, or maybe just like how does this lead towards a change or an impact on the whatever general elections whenever it comes? How does this impact that? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think in terms of national politics, so I'm sure we will get into this more in the second segment, right? Mm. But mm. Shafi Abdal was also a candidate for prime minister from the opposition, mm-hmm. right? In mm-hmm. the past few months, okay. and mm. now that he has lost an election, he has sort of lost his his shine a bit, right? So mm. may, maybe the one of the effects is that it takes him out of uh, contention. Mm. Who knows? I but I mm. I don't know what it means for a general election. I I suspect like first of all, people aren't so furious at like what has been happening in Malaysian politics that they will throw out anybody who is associated with it. Uh, it's been made oh. clear like in the past couple of by elections, and it's been made clear here also that there isn't such a big shift in the mood that uh, the opposition is definitely going to win if an election yeah. was called today. Mm. But I don't think that. I think politics there's like we said it's so different, right? That it's very mm. hard for us to draw mm. conclusions for the country as a whole. Mm. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like this is just all strengthening his position, like, The prime position. minister. Yeah, def- definitely, lah. At definitely at this point in time, right? Or the next election as well. Mm. People actually think he's credible because he's managed to win Sabah. Yeah, definitely. It's a big fucking win. Man. It's a really, it's it's really surprising the how well Bersatu yeah. did, right? It's really surprising. He's such a new party. It's insane. The fact that they didn't exist in Sabah oh at the last God. election, not one candidate. <laughs> that is crazy. That, that is crazy, lah. And now they honestly, <laughs> people have been struggling for what years, lah. Yeah. To get power like that, this look, just like that, no. So uh... is. <laughs> oh. Okay lah. I mean, like, there's not nothing much that we can say on this that will change anything. This is uh the government in Sabah was sworn in today. Mm. So because they had to work out, they had to argue for so long between all the different parties involved. Mm. They have one chief minister in Sabah and three deputy chief ministers. Oh. Three, yeah, uh, three or three, three. Yeah. Yeah. Statement one, we can have so many. I know, right? Yeah, one of the so there was a. Uh, Book Mokhtar was appointed local government and housing minister in Sabah <laughs> as well as chief minister. And one of the Prasatu guys, Masidi Manjun, he was appointed as works minister. Mm. But apparently nobody told Bung about this. So he only found out when it was announced at the ceremony with the governor. So he refused to speak to anyone. He left the ceremony and then he was going to call a press conference at 1.30pm today uh-huh. at his residence uh-huh. with big news. And so they quickly called him over to the state uh, secretary government and uh, allowed him to. He he had wanted the works minister post basically, and I don't know whether nobody knew about it or they just ignored him. Uh, uh, so, so like two hours after they were the cabinet was sworn in, the works minister had to swap post with Bung Mota. tweeted today. What a day! Less than three hours after being appointed works minister. I am now local government and <laughs> I swap job with Boom. Please don't ask me the reason. I will tell all after I retire. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we really just don't know what goes on over there, Adi. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to be alive. <laughs> 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 anyway, my okay. okay, I guess you know there's nothing much we can say on the topic, yeah. So we'll we'll just stay tuned to see what else happens in the state of Sabah. We will let the Sabahan speak for themselves. Yes. <laughs> they do a pretty good job of it, lah. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Okay lah. Okay, so let's move on to the second topic. Okay. Which is Anwar. Yeah. 
claiming that he has a super majority to form the new government. Yeah. Which was said during a press conference last Thursday. Yeah, Tuesday, last Tuesday, exactly a week ago. Uh, exactly a week ago. Okay. So, what are your thoughts on this bumper? Well, first of all, like, how did this all break down, right? It was out of the blue, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, he held a press conference. He, the DAP guys were not there. The Amana guys were not there. It was just him, his wife, his wife and uh, I think one more, oh, the oh, Secretary oh. General of PKR, I think, Saifuddin. The three of them had a press conference and he just said that I have the support to be the next Prime Minister, close to two-thirds. I can't tell you who they are. I can't are. tell you who they are. <laughs> this has been my plan for such a long time. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, you've heard this story before, you know, that's the most part, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to check the dates, you know, like, wait, was this the article in 2018 or 2019? I don't know. Why did he tell us the last time that in, a, in, in September, Anwar told us he was going to be Prime Minister? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> 2008, right? Oh, really? 2008, that was when, 2008, the day before Malaysia Day, Anwar Ibrahim said, so 2008 is when opposition first uh, managed to deny two-thirds to Barisan, right? Uh-huh. And then uh, September 15 or so, he said that uh, 30 BNMPs are going to switch sides oh, and we are going to yeah, form yeah. the government. And the next day, the Prime Minister flew all the BNMPs to Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the last we heard of Anwar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, no, I mean, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, right? yes. I mean, and then uh, again during the Sheraton move week, first they support Mahathir as PM, and then the next day he said, Oh, uh, Pakatan has decided to support me as our single candidate for PM, all of them were like smiling and laughing and clapping each other on the back. Two days later, Muhyiddin is PM. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this guy, this guy is funny lah, I swear. Each time, right, it evolves more and more into a fast girl. <laughs> yeah. So this time, like, he said, uh, uh, on Tuesday, he said, he, he has already, he, he's got the numbers. He's already phoned the ah, Agong, yes, yes. the young Bhutan Agong. He was supposed to meet the Agong in the morning of that day. Mm. Agong went to hospital. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Agong is still in hospital. <laughs> one week later, <laughs> one week later, the government of the day has got no majority. <laughs> 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 and the Agong hospital. And Anwar is, and Anwar is just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> We uh, what what happened with with him again, the Agum? So like yeah, we've been waiting. Like he was admitted to IJN apparently. Yeah. yeah. Everybody is waiting for when the Agum is going to leave. The who's is going to be discharged. He said what he won't have an audience for, for at least a week and a half. Yeah, he said uh, no audience for a week. Then yesterday in the morning, the Istana Nakara released a statement. In ah. the morning, they released a statement. That they are going to release a statement oh. yesterday evening. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the headline in uh, in Malaysia Kini yesterday was what no? It was uh, something big is brewing. <laughs> <laughs> Palace is going to release statement at six p.m. Sources say it's something big. <laughs> Same time, all these adults are meeting at Shafi's house. Is Shafi going to like? Today, uh, then 6 p.m. comes in the palace release statement. Agong had food poisoning and sports injury. Oh boy. <laughs> yep. He's, he's currently uh, undergoing uh, what do you call it? Uh, Post surgical care or something like oh, that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. No other news, nothing mentioned about Anwar's audience. Nothing like, I mean, like, what? <laughs> Say about this, right? Yeah. So, the interesting part of it is that the day, I, I believe, on the same day or the day after, uh, it turns out that his support, his so his supposed support is from Amno, yeah. from Amno MPs, and mm. uh, the Amno president Zahid, he he released a a statement, uh, saying that many Amno MPs do support Anwar as PM. Yeah. So, yeah. based on that statement alone, Muhyiddin only had majority of two seats. Mm. If many, I mean many, even you are saying like minimum two, yeah, at least three sides. 
that's it, what? Yeah. There's no, there's no majority for the for the present government, right? Mm. But it's all going off of two people's words, lah. Anwar's word and Zai's word, and there's a lot yeah. of person in the opposition also that he has made a deal with. Yeah. The, uh, oh really? Huh? Yeah, because Zahid is the one who released the statement, right? right? right. Which would, I mean, what do you think about that? Like, isn't that basically the same thing as what Muhyiddin did? In the beginning of this, in the early part of this year, he made a deal with the with the corrupt corrupt leaders from Amno who are facing charges, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, I mean, yeah. What, what is the difference, honestly? There is no real difference, I believe, lah. Uh, but the fact is, so I mean, I know that the arguing isn't out yet, but even so, right? Is you don't even see in the news, right? That anyone is trying to build up any form of speculation on this like no one's trying to think what is the next possible move or is there any weight to this story you know yeah in my opinion it's just like something Anwar just says every Tuesday you know <laughs> <laughs> right oh right right okay yeah it's about time he says something something like this <laughs> you know his stage magic is really uh, lacking uh. I mean like you know it would be so impressive uh, if he had the press conference said I've met the Agong this morning. Ah. Uh, all the MPs uh, have said they support me. I'm the Prime Minister now. As ah. opposed to... Yeah. I have them. I'm not going to tell you who they are. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you when you're going to know. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't know. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell you when I'm going to be the Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, actually... This, is there any real way to this story or, or, or his claims? Who knows? I mean, uh, what do you think? Do you think that this, if, if he's making this... Okay, I, I wouldn't say that he's making this up, but if this whole thing falls through for him, right? Mm. What do you think his future is as a, as a, as a leading politician in this country? Uh, I mean, he can be a politician for sure. He'll hold a seat. He'll be an MP. But he can probably be the chairman of the party, la, But I don't even, uh, but I don't think that he'll be the prime minister, la. Yeah, but I mean, where does that leave us, you know? Because on the on the opposition side, who mm. is the replacement for Anwar in terms of the prime minister, prime ministerial candidate? Mm. I mean, is there anyone who 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 has the? I don't know what I don't know what is the gravitas the. He, he has been the PM candidate for the past, what, 12 years at least? Mm. Even mm-hmm. more than that, actually, from, from 1999 until now, basically, he has been the standby PM candidate of the opposition. <laughs> exactly, 1999, Bamba. <laughs> my God. 1999, my God, from his 50s until his 70s. <laughs> exactly. I mean, again, harking back to that, what I said just now, right? He released a statement like that. Um, few weeks later, Moedin wins in Sabah. Yeah. It blemishes the entire thing, you know. Just You can take the whole thing and throw it out. Like, what's the point? Yeah. I know. Not even a few weeks, day, a few days. Days, days. Not even five days. Four Jesus. days. Yeah. But, I mean, the he, so now basically he's banking on the fact that Amno and Bersatu don't get along. Like, Bersatu is a splinter party. Uh, Amno feels that Bersatu is holding a lot of seats which mm. belong to them. Must remember that Bersatu at the last election, they only won 11 seats. Mm-hmm. Now, they have, I think, 36. Mm. Because all these MPs from Amno and Kaedilan have just switched sides yeah. without having, yeah. right? Yeah. So, it feels like it's their right. And they mm. keep on losing up to Bersatu in the PM's post. They had to make way for the Perak Menteri Besar's post. Now, in yeah. And... So, I think, so it sounds like Anwar is banking on this discontent in Amno mm. with Persatu in order to come back into, into power. Yeah. And also, Amno, the Amno leadership like, is not, it's upset that Muinin has allowed the, the criminal cases to proceed against uh, yeah. Zahid and Najib. Mm. It's allowed Najib to be convicted. Mm. It's not interfered in the courts the way that they would have in their own time, right? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, these are all the the factors that play. In which case, right, for, 
I mean, Muinin could come out looking like the good guy. Mm. <laughs> oh, is, the is other is bad enough. Yeah. Is apply all of them again, no way. <laughs> right. Yeah. And even even if even if it's true, okay, Anwar's claims are true, and then he's able to form the government. He gets an audience with the king. He forms the government, right? But the essence of it being an op- like the opposition winning, right? Is it's gone for me already? You had to. You had to basically um, collaborate with. You had to work with Amno to get this, you know. Yeah. Like it defeats the point. Like you just you just working with more corrupt politicians to achieve your agenda. Yeah, because they're not empowered you for nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I really won't be surprised. Like there's no point. His narrative. He's losing it, bro. The whole, the honestly, just lost the plot, lah. Huh. The whole, the whole thing is gone, man. Like I don't even know what the hell is Pakatan Harappa anymore. Okay, here's my hope, right? Huh? Mm. Come on, the optimist. My hope. What do you think of this, ah? Uh? No. There are all these machinations amongst all these. Uh, basically, the political elites, right? The yeah. political class, because it's a class of politicians yeah. that has been there for decades, and power just changes from one hand to the other between them, right? Yeah. Mm. If basically like they keep on scheming against each other until they are, until they totally discredit that generation of pol- of politicians totally discredits that type of politics the the whole system has to be built from scratch the whole party system has to be built from scratch mm. I mean you look at the kind of instability we have right it it's it's so surprising like compared to we had what sixty years of of single coalition government, right? Which was mm. very stable, very little dissent amongst the parties. Then you came to Pakatan Harapan, where there was quite a lot of disagreement between the parties, and then the whole government collapsed. So yeah. because uh, the MP switched sides, and then now you have a government where we don't even know what the government is called. Is it Perikata National? Because Amno is not in Perikata National, yeah. right? Like yeah. you, yeah. The, these these two coalitions which are running against each other in, in Sabah in many cases, right? Yeah. Mm. And they are forming the most unstable government that we have had in our whole history. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And maybe the, the end result of all this is that you just don't have, again, a, a time where one party can just hold power without, uh, hold power indefinitely anymore. Mm. You don't have uh, po- politics where uh, this, the, the, this top rank of leaders are forever secure in their positions. Whether it's on the opposition side or on the on the government side, mm. I, I think for me, I I think that's the outcome that that we need, lah. Because their politics has failed, so clearly failed. They were in they, the opposition was in government for two years and they made no lasting institutional changes or anything like that. To the extent that when the government changes, all the old practices can just snap back into place. Snap back. Institutions, mm. no yeah. checks and balances that have been put in place to prevent that. So. Both sides are, are lacking in ideas, lah. Definitely, mm. it's all politics of personality right now. Mm. Mm. I agree, lah, but that's a good idea. I'm in favor of this. I'm also in favor of this, but how many people realize this? You're expecting the whole, everyone to understand that this entire generation of politicians are worthless. I think young people understand too. I think second of all, the the fact that the politics has become so fractured, right? Mm. Means. It it just means that the old way of doing politics for them is not sustainable anymore, lah. Mm. Uh, how 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 do how do we put this? Like, I'm I'm not can run on the the like uh, Malay rights platform or what 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 have you. But they have two other parties which basically have the same platform as true, them. True, true. They mm. are splitting the vote. Yeah, that's what happened yeah. in the election. Yeah, the Malay yeah. vote was split between these three parties. They don't get along with these three parties. Even when they they come into power together, they are constantly squabbling. And just because of this squabbling, right, it reduces their capacity to to enact whatever policy that they like. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you, you just just look at the past few months, right? Like the fact that these criminal cases against the um, Najib, Dahi, and all these people, they they have been allowed to proceed to conviction. I mean, yeah. under BN, it couldn't happen, right? And it's simply because no one party holds enough power to push the agenda through. Uh, if you look at the the Bersatu minister, right, the guy who who claimed that Viviana in Sabah was lying about you know yeah. having to climb up mm. to sit for exams because she doesn't have 
internet, right? Mm. The cabinet reprimanded him. Muhyiddin basically reprimanded him. Other ministers also reprimanded him to the point that he had to apologize. Mm. This, this kind of uh, having to take responsibility, right? Is something new for yeah. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe a couple of years. Maybe the next term. Maybe we see Syed Sadiq's party gain on quite significant momentum. Depends on what he does with it, Depends on how he leads it. Yeah, but I feel like there's a again he needs to avoid it becoming another party of personality, basically a party that is built around the personality of Syed Sadiq. <laughs> yeah, it, that is that's actually the exact point you're making. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, which I think there's a very big risk. <laughs> very big risk, lah. We probably would forget it. it's called Muda, right? Yeah, you could call it Party Sadik Day. <laughs> exactly, Party Sadik. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean no, no, like uh, no insult meant to him, lah. It's just that he, he, they are trying to build a platform. They don't have a platform yet, yeah. and it's basically built on the foundation of Sadik has decided to form a party. So, like. It's early days for them, lah. Hopefully, hopefully they they are some kind a new kind of politics, which is about ideas instead of about the people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I I was talking about this. I don't know if I was talking about it to you or somebody else, but like, what is the difference between the parties in terms of their platform, right? Like, if you compare Bersatu and Amno, mm. policy difference between the two of them, other than one is led by Zahid and one is led by Muhyiddin, what? Nothing. Nothing fundamental at all, right? <laughs> and and uh, even if you look at the opposition, what is the difference between in policy, right? What is the difference between DAP and Kadilan? Can you put your finger on it? Because like, <laughs> not much occurs to me. Like, why are there these two different parties, right? <laughs> DAP and Kadilan can can uh, No, I, I what I'm trying to point out is that, like, you would think that in mature politics, a party represents a platform, set of ideas, principles, philosophy, and mm. so on, right? But in our politics, the ordinary person cannot identify what are the different oh. principles behind. Okay. Correct. Correct. Yeah. You can't clearly state and distinguish principles yeah. between these parties. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You can easily just see the same result. For example, if if a bill was being proposed in parliament, you would, it is very, <laughs> you like the result would be very expected. Like like it very it very rarely just deviates from the overall expected result. You just need to know who has the most amount of seats, which party has the most amount of seats, and then that's it. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's no proper discourse that that happens in. Parliament. I, the the key difference between these these parties, I feel, is, obviously, is the individuals, and it's just like which one says something stupid this week, you know? Really? Yes. Is that which one fucks up less? That is the game we play, already. I mean, it's been six what six months of Prasatu, Amno, and Pass playing the stupid Olympics, lah. Ah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, you at least passed like they had a religious platform, right? at least it's something different. Mm, true. Just adopted the whole Amno agenda. <laughs> <There's> no... <laughs> you know, they they cannot push him for this uh, Sharia law attackment, right? The Rang Undang Undang four four four. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, and and they, they campaign on that. They promised if they come into government, they're going to enact this law. Then they became the government. It's like we need to consult first. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I haven't heard that in a long time, lah. Yeah. One forty-four, right? Uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe we. Let's hope what Bamba said comes true, lah. Yeah, lah. I think that that is the that's actually a very realistic yeah. and a pragmatic way to go about things. True. Yeah, I think that is what we should definitely aspire to have, but I don't know when. Will it be actually enacted into power la, or policy in that for that matter? Yeah, I mean nobody can predict the future la, But um, the, maybe, I don't know. Maybe maybe the 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 fact of the instability is in itself a, a good thing. Maybe hmm. we will look back on on this as a necessary part of our country's growth or maturing. Yeah, you never know. 
you never know. Like obviously, it could turn out badly, lah. Like yeah, yeah, uh, sure. We could all have to leave at some point because the country has just gone down the drain. I don't know, but but maybe there is a chance that with with all all that's going on, right? That uh, something good can come of it eventually. We all need a friend like Bamba, lah. So we really do, lah. Yeah, we you know we a lot of us can be very easily disillusioned with the state of politics in Malaysia, right? Abamba is always the shining light of hope, you know. <laughs> you gotta be an optimist, lah. <laughs> uh, I wonder who's paying you, Abamba. That's right. That's right. What? Yeah. Tell me now. <laughs> we are cutting that out of the episode. <laughs> I didn't say someone is paying you. I just say who is paying you. <laughs> okay, lah. I think um, that's mainly about it, right? We. Adjusted through the two topics yeah. um, to some fair amount, and I mean, if you guys have anything else that you'd like to add on these two events that have happened over the past week, um, please just do so. So on that note, would you guys like to say anything else? I'm good. Uh, you didn't hope you'll come out of your quarantine soon, so hey, I hope so too. I'm coming out in three days. So guys, you. Uh, Yodin has come back from Singapore finally. Yes, finally. He has been locked yes. past uh, one and a half weeks. Yes, he's going insane. Yes, yes. Locked in a room in Singapore for the past one and a half years. <laughs> so same thing, like actually, Yodin. See, you. That's the thing, right? I thought it would have been the same thing. Like I, it was very different. Being told that you can't leave versus you choosing not to leave. Ah, correct. <laughs> yeah, this is very true. Very true. So and not that I can't. Not number one, I can't leave. Number two, I can't see anybody. Like you, I really significantly underestimated the value of importance human. of human contact and like relate, like having human physical interaction. You know, mm. it and like all you know, we're such in a digitalized world that you. It sort of supposed to counter it, but really, like, just being here by yourself, mm. it's like it's definitely challenging, lah. Yeah. But no, a good experience. Maybe do it for seven days, fourteen days. That one, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lah. So, uh, see you guys soon. Um, on that note, um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and good night. Good night. Thank you. All right.